You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, I'm so happy we're getting a chance to talk again about the Harmony Triads in this Enneagram short episode. Make sure you're aware that if you are listening live October or November of 2022, we just opened up our collective again, so we are taking new members if you want to go on deeper dives. We do those every single afternoon on Wednesdays. As far as podcasts, you can grab those inside of our membership. We also do have a monthly Zoom and articles and an entire course inside of our group as well as the Facebook group, so keep out on the lookout for that. It is in the show notes if you'd like to join up. So grateful, so excited, and already love our collective that we've started. Super excited to meet you if you want to do some deeper dive work with us. I love spending time in there. But today we're talking about, as I said, the harmony groups. And sometimes we talk about the harmonic triads and we talk about conflict and reactivity and we really do get to do some good work over there, and I love it. Dr. David Daniels also talks about the harmony groups, and this is basically, as I mentioned last week when we talked about this rejection triad, and also known as the relationist triad, this is really more about worldview and bringing that to marriage and what can we do. So make sure you listen back from last week if you want to learn about two, five, or eight. But today we're talking about three, six, nine. And as you can imagine, next time we're talking about one, four, seven. And really fun names for this group today. We have the three, six, nine called the pragmatist group, or you could say practicality group. You can also call this group the earth triad or the planet triad as basically these types really look to be attached in the world down to earth in that kind of a hands-on way. Some of the greatest Enneagram scholars of all time have called this the actual attachment triad, the late Don Russo, as well as Russ Hudson, who is still living. So there are so many people that really look at this, basically the inner inner triangle of the Enneagram, and you'll see that this is basically the inner process. And we have the three who's lost essence with hope sometimes, and we've had that six who's lost essence with faith sometimes, and then nine who's lost essence with the unconditional love, especially they forget the love toward themselves sometimes. And they can really do a lot of searching and striving on the earth to try to pick that back up. And as you know, when we're not at our best, we don't always choose the best ways to do this. And in general, this group really, because they are that central whole triad of the Enneagram, they really have sometimes really lost their awareness of their feelings their thinking, and their doing if they're asleep. And if they're awake, what's neat about this grouping is they really do well with all three. Like, wow, I got moving in one and now the others are here with me. So it's almost like this group has an easier track than the rest of us because it's only three moves and now they're fully in line with their head, heart, and body. They're fully in line with all these different functions, feeling, thinking, doing. But what we really also want to note is that 
it's a little bit harder to get them started because they can be out of touch with all three at the same time too. So if you are a three, six or a nine, or if you're married to this three, six, nine, understand what I'm saying is that these individuals can substitute comfort for these higher virtues. And it can be very comfortable to not really do anything, to just be meh and cozy. And right now, if you're listening in fall, we have all kinds of cozy things going on. We didn't talk about what brings us joy today, but I'll tell you what's bringing me joy right now. And that is my nines pumpkin muffins with almond butter, Barney butter in particular, and sunflower seeds when they're warm and a cup of chai. And it's like, obviously that's cozy, it's comforting, but it's not everything. And I know some are arguing, yes, it is, it is everything, but it isn't. And so what we have to do is these creature comforts, especially if you're listening from a cold temperature right now or in the fall or winter, you're really aware of how we can attach ourselves to not people, but things and comforts. And that can be quite a temptation. And I'm just going to share a few of the ways I've seen it play out in marriages and remind you of a couple of things you can do. If you're a type three, you can be so attached to those comforts in the way that you provide material for your family, which I love, but providing materially does not substitute for the connections from human to human and really just having hope that you will be found. Okay, that sounded very much like Ben Platt, but you get my point. You really wanna make sure that you understand that it's worth it for you to stop working and make sure that you're not just putting on masks for other people to see so you can head back into comforts. Know that, yes, I love that you want to provide this or that trip, or you want to make sure you guys have the best brand name clothes because you really want to shine out there and you want it to be quality. I'm not taking anything like that away from you, but what I am reminding you of is which is better. If you have to choose, choose the person don't choose the thing. And I wouldn't say that if you were always choosing the person over the thing, but because you're a three, I know that the work or the thing, because they're comfort attachments from the world, they could be more tempting to you. So you might say, I'm going to work really hard and all across the earth, people are going to notice me and I'm going to be successful and I'm so good at that. And that's one of the positive reasons you're called this earth triad. I think that you've got that. I think you're pretty great at that. And I don't want you to stop doing it, but I do want you to increase the other side of things. So it may cost you a little bit, probably will, but you may have to do some self-work. You may even have to get in with a therapist or coach who's a little bit boring to you. Maybe it doesn't meet your fashion standards and just do some work that says like, I'm going to talk about my feelings and It might cost me money that I would have rather spent on materials. It may cost me time I would have rather worked, but I'm humanizing myself in a way that is actually going to give me healthy attachments, not to things, but to people. Now that's hopeful. Okay, now let's move on to sixes. What I've noticed in marriage with sixes is that providing the security has come at the cost of providing actual connection. So it's controlling others. It's always being the one to decide what we do when we do it. It's making sure that you're connecting on a sense of caring about people, but it's caring about people in a way that you get to control, like I said, with what you're watching, what you're 
being part of and It can be a little different if you're a child or if you're at work, but when you're with your partner, this is a marriage podcast, remember, or if you're not married yet, you can obviously still listen and learn, Um, or if you've been married and aren't anymore, obviously, you know I mean that, but I really want you to just get the sense that because we're focusing in on how you might engage in a relationship with a partner, I want you to look at your power differential and release some of that with faith. And that is not always easy for a six because sixes lack faith because they're part of the thinking triad. And even if they have a faith, there's lots and lots of questions. Trust me, I get it. I have a six wing, but I want you to understand that it's so important for you to flex here a little bit and really try to not put on something you don't have, but take steps, take brave, courageous steps, which we know you're good at doing that will help to lead you across the plain or the desert And not just be in your own controlled comfort, but allow your spouse to lead some of this. Allow your family to lead some of this. Take some deep breaths. For the three, it's going to be more about self-esteem. For you, it's going to be more about taking these anxiety-reducing steps that will allow you to truly deep breathe and truly find your way back to peace. And you might have to do some arrow work here. You might have to do some wing work here. I want you to make sure that you listen to other podcasts if there's more work that you're not aware of. Or go to my website for the freebies or join the collective, which you know is open. But all in all six, I want you to make sure that you're taking your hands off the steering wheel a bit for your own comfort or for the comfort of your spouse and you're allowing faith in and you're allowing your spouse's ideas in. That's going to be different than just your pragmatic ways, but it's going to attach you better. And I know you don't realize that because you're thinking, no, no, I have the perfect plan for attachment. But the perfect plan for attachment actually involves your spouse and you making commitments to each other that are a little bit scary because they're out of your comfort zone, actually. And it involves you taking in your spouse's ideas. Okay, so let's talk to the nines. So we know, as I said, the nines are all about the comfort. I love it. I have a nine in my tri-type and my daughter and I actually just took, and my son, so three out of the four of us at home, my husband didn't, but we just took the um, Catherine Favre true self tri-type test again. And I was, of course, you probably have heard me say before the 749 gentle spirit and my four tested as a four nine seven and she's like I know it's a four seven nine but it's a really good close test but you have to type in type in true self Enneagram and you have to really understand that it's sort of a finicky test so give yourself 10 minutes and allow for mess ups because you might need to go back and start over again but it's pretty short and it's pretty darn accurate but either way you hear me saying um that we both have that nine and we both get that. And then my son actually does too. And he scored so far, very young, but he scored as a six, nine, two, or a two, six, nine. So sometimes the order is a little off, but what we're really wanting to work at any of us who have a nine and ideally you have a nine because we want to have all the types, but especially if you are a nine, if you're like, okay, it's not my total essence. I have all the types, but, but I really do identify as a nine. We really want you to understand that while you're so good at comfort, you really also are the whole time trying to make sure that you are not just asleep to your own needs, but that you're awake to unconditional love, not just for your right action cause, but for yourself and your neighbor too. 
And that can be so out of whack for a nine because they can start out being all about their neighbor and then not feel heard. That can make them very stubborn. And they're like, I'm going back to my creature comforts. And my pumpkin muffins with almond butter and sunflower seeds. Or it might be that you just get stuck there and you're like, you know what? No, I am going to take care of myself, love myself with my proper nutrition and fitness, but it's comforting fitness and I have my workout gear that's beautiful and it's all timed up for comforts for me. This can happen to a nine. People forget that the nine runs through the six and the three also. So yes, nines are amazing people, but you have to watch for that selfishness that can come from just nourishing and comforting yourself. And I think that it's hard for a nine especially because you might've heard Haley Brown talk about this recently when she was on the podcast this last week, but really hard because nines can be both doing inhibited and doing dominant. And so it's like at the same time, you can get so tracked there or be like so tracked for others that you really forget yourself. So just keeping a daily balance, a charting is so helpful. We have the Enneagram and Marriage Glow Planner that I try to use each week so that I can really be mapping out how am I getting my balance Uh, And I think it helps a lot. So have a rhythm, whether it's the same as me or another one, make sure that you are truly aware and awake. That is so key for the nine. And I do recommend that you get the daily workout. People also say to me, I hear you talking about body work. When I say that, I mean massages. I mean, really understanding what drives your body, awakens it. It might be something like literally drinking water the minute you wake up a whole cup. It might be that you truly love to go get your acupuncture. It must be just something that you've decided that really wakes your body up and is loving to your body. And let me be honest with you, it may involve asking and it may involve asking again so that you are remembering you're worth it. But that, like I said, that daily list, which involves balancing is so key for you because of the fact that you could also totally become doing inhibited and be like unconditional love for everybody else and for my right action, but not for me. But everybody gets the love, you included, just remember not to be in full on comfort. And I hope you guys had a good podcast with me here today. Check out all of the show notes today, but if you're in the mood for actually connecting, make sure you check out the ENM Collective. It's active till November 2nd. We'll reopen again later in the next year, but right now we're opening it for just a little longer this year. So check that out or the deep dives or also the freebies. Okay. Bye-bye guys. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.